Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus. So today's service was awesome. I love when my pastor do this. He did like a forum and like all of the ministers came and we talked about sanctification. And he also left the mic open for anyone who had questions or just wanted to give feedback on what we were talking about. So I love when he does that because you could preach, 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 preach all day, but it is something about teaching when we sit down and we really go through the scriptures, line upon line, precept upon precept, and get an understanding on exactly what it is, is being preached, amen? Or at this point, what is being taught. So I love when he does um, teachings like that because it, it, it allows all of us to come together, sit one with another, and just really talk and, and, and learn from one another. So we did that today and that was so, so awesome. And I thank God for that. So family, what is sanctification? Sanctification is God working his holiness in us. So why is that important for the believer? Because according to Hebrews twelve fourteen, without holiness, no man can see God. See, sanctification is not a list of do's and don'ts of our part. Sanctification is what God does through us and to us. But what I love about God is he's a God of partnership. He's a God of partnership. He loves doing things with us. So though the sanctification is about God and what God is doing in us, we also play a part in God's work of sanctification. God calls us to lay aside every heavy weight. Sanctification is to be made holy, to be set apart, to be consecrated, and to be purified unto God. So we know first and foremost that God is the sanctifier by his spirit and by his word. But what I want to talk to you about today is what is our part in the sanctification process? What is our part in the sanctifying process? And for me, one of the major parts for us to play, um, John 17, 17, and Jesus spoke and he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. So one of the parts that we can play in the sanctifying process is reading the word of God. As we begin to read the word of God, we're being cleansed. We're being cleansed. We're being renewed. We're being restored. There is a sanctifying going on when we pick up the word of God and begin to meditate on it. When we begin to engulf it. Amen. There is a part that we play when we read the word of God. Ezekiel 36, 25, Jesus says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from your idols. We need to be cleansed. We need to be, we need to be cleansed. And if he told God, sanctify them through thy truth and your word is truth, God can't make us read the word. We have to read it, right? But when we begin to read it, we're telling the Holy Spirit, I want to partner with you. I know you're sanctifying me. I know you're washing me. I know you're cleansing me, but you will have more power in doing what you're doing when I begin to read the word. 
The Holy Spirit has the power. We know that the Bible says that when we receive the Holy Ghost, we will receive power. But can the Holy Spirit overpower your will? No, he cannot. So when you begin to read the word, then the Holy Spirit can begin to wash. The Holy Spirit can begin to purify and cleanse you. He won't just do it on his own. There's a part we must play. We have to will to do the will of God. We have to will to do the will of God by reading the word of God, being cleansed by the word of God, being renewed by the word of God. The Bible says to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What I love about that is be not conformed when to be not conformed. Don't be a part of And one of the definitions for sanctifying is to be set apart. So be apart from the world, be apart from it, be set apart from the world and draw nigh unto God. Come away from the world, come closer to Christ, come closer to the word. Come closer to the water. Come closer to the well that never runs dry. Come close to the cleansing by being renewed in the word. Because when we read the word, we are being sanctified. So first and foremost, one of the main ways to play our part in sanctification is reading the word of God. Secondly, I think it's very important that we consciously make the decision to set ourselves apart. So often we're trying to fit in all the time. We're always trying to fit in and be liked and be affirmed by man. When God has called us out, when God has made us different, when God has chosen us to be peculiar. When we make the decision to set ourselves apart from everything and everyone else. How awesome would that be? That's showing God like, Lord, your presence is more important to me than their presence. I want you more than I want to listen to this song. I want you more than I want to watch this show. I want you more than this drink, more than this, this um, drug, more than sex. I want you more than anything else. So I'm going to set myself apart. I'm not going to be conformed. So not only am I reading the word, I'm going to take the next step and separate myself from the things that beset me, separate myself from the things that hinder me, separate myself and consecrate myself. You know, sometimes we, we, we have a tough time with consecration to be alone with just you and God. We so used to noise. We so used to noise and people and, and it's something got to be on. If it ain't the music, it's TV, on your phone. Like, when was the last time that you consecrated yourself, just you and God? No noise. Just you and God in a room. As you prayed. As you worshipped. Because this is important. This is important. This is vital. That we consecrate ourselves as we fast and pray unto God. That we lay aside every heavy weight. I'm going to lay aside my plate. I'm going to lay aside social media. I'm going to lay aside going out with my friends this week. I'm going to lay aside whatever it is that I need to, that I can consecrate myself, that I can spend this moment and spend this time with God so that he can complete this sanctifying process in me so I can become more like him and less like myself. 
so I can hear from him more clearly, so I can see more clearly, so I can discern more clearly, so I can focus. I want to consecrate myself unto God. So I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to set myself apart. I'm going to consecrate myself. And when we begin to do that, family, the Holy Spirit begin to do his perfect work. But God is a God of partnership. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on a team with someone who doesn't do their part. Could someone really get mad that they're not doing what they need to do, but they're not seeing the the success and the profit that they want to see? Can we really be mad at God for things not turning around according to his will and purpose the way we want to see it when we want to see it, yet we're not doing what we need to do to see it? Can we really get upset? Can we really get frustrated when we're not laying aside every heavy weight? Can we really be frustrated when we're not consecrating ourselves to prayer and fasting? Can we really get upset? Because we're a team player that's not doing our part. We get upset in the natural. I don't want to pick up nobody else's slack. We're in this together. You do your part. I do my part. And thank God he's more patient than we are. I'll mess around and walk away. Like, I'm not doing this by myself. It won't get done. (laughs) Depending on what it is, if it's a team effort, if it's something that we're doing together, I hope you don't think I'm doing this by myself. And it's only but so much that you can pick up the slack for someone else before you get weighed down and heavy. We don't want that for ourselves. But we want God to do all the work. We want God to do all the work. We want God to do what we want when we want him to do it. We want God to open up the windows of heaven. We want God to pour out blessings. We want God to enlarge our territories. What we doing? What we doing? While God is pouring out anointings and God is healing and he's delivering and he's doing all that he is doing. He's doing all that he said he would do because he's not man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent. God is true to his word. He's a man of his word. He said, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay because anything else is evil. God is a God of his word. He's doing all that he's supposed to do. And what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? God is already holy. He don't need to be holy. We need to be holy. God is already perfect. We are pressing towards the mark to become perfect. God is righteous. We need to be sanctified. That we can be in a position to be one with Christ. Hebrews 2.11 says, For both he that sanctifieth and they that are sanctified are all one. Isn't that something? For both he, which is Jesus, that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified, which are us, are one. Don't you, don't you want to be one with Jesus? Don't you want to be in that connection with him? Because without holiness, we can't see him. God requires some things 
from us. And though the sanctifying process is of God and God alone by his spirit, there is a part that we must play family. Sanctification is not passive, but active on, a, on, on God's side and on our side. That we show God, I want to partner with you. That my will is to do your will. My will is to do your will. I'm going to yield. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to read your word because when I begin to read your word, my mind is going to be cleansed. My thoughts are going to be cleansed. My heart is going to be cleansed. You're going to create in me a clean heart. You're going to take out this stony heart and give me a heart of flesh because I've been washed in the word. I'm going to sanctify myself. I'm going to separate part. I'm going to separate myself from the world. I'm going to separate myself from the things that hinder me. I'm going to separate myself from the things that draws me back from you. I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm going to spend some time with you. I'm going to do more than a daily devotion. I'm going to learn to be in silence with you. Remove all the background noise. I want to, I want to be with you. Don't you want to be with Jesus? Because I honestly, it would kind of suck to go through this whole, to give your life to God and think that that is it. Don't do nothing else. Wear the name tag. And then when the sky crack opens, we get left behind. That would suck. Without holiness, no man can see God. So you could give your life to Christ, but if you don't be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, you cannot see, you cannot see him. I don't want to get turned away at the door. He said, they said, Lord, 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 your Lord with their lips, but their heart were far from me. Depart from me for I know you not. I don't want to get turned away at the door because I'm not holy enough because I didn't get cleansed that I didn't get purified from my sin. I don't want to get turned away and I don't want you to get turned away. I know you don't want to get turned away. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to complete us in this sanctification. We have to let the Holy Spirit cleanse our mind that we don't in turn and become a retrobate. Because if we keep thinking the way that we think in, in, in disbelief and not believing the word of God. Listen to this. Act 26, 18. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So that they may receive forgiveness of sin in a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. What's the point of being born again in, in darkness? What's the point of being born again and still under the power of Satan? What's the point of being born again and I'm still living in sin? I still got lust. I still got pride. I still got unforgiveness. I'm looking just like the world. And don't get me wrong. We all have to start. I had to start. And God day by day by day is cleansing me and renewing my mind and renewing my heart. Family, I'm not standing in a position of a judge. I'm coming as a sister that says, family, we got to get this. We got to get this. And we got to let the Holy Spirit really cleanse us and purge us and purify us 
as we read the word, as we set ourselves apart, as we consecrate ourselves unto God so that we can be one with God. So we can be one with him. So we can be holy and partake. Second Thessalonians 2.13 But we ought to always thank God for our brothers and sisters loved by the Lord because God chose you as the first fruit to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth. So through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and through the belief in the truth. And that goes back to John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So 2 Thessalonians 2.13 is saying we're being sanctified by the spirit. That's God doing his part. And through the belief, our belief in the truth. That's us doing our part because faith come by hearing the word. Belief come by hearing the word. Belief in the truth. The truth is the word. So this is the perfect scripture that's saying God is doing his part and we doing us. We're doing our part. So I'm going to read that one more time. But we ought to always thank God for our brothers and sisters loved by the Lord because God chose you as the first fruit to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth. So the Holy Spirit doing his job, we're doing ours, being sanctified through the truth by the word. So I thought this was pretty awesome. I wanted to share it with you guys because it's a work family. It's a journey and it's not something that, you know, definitely not something you get overnight, but it, it is a decision. It is a decision that we have to make. We have to make the decision. God can't make the decision for us. God can't make the decision for us. We have to make a decision. I want to read this Ephesians 4, 22, 25, that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that she may put on the new man, which is after God and created in righteousness and true holiness. We have to put off some things. As part of the sanctifying process, family, we have to put off. Paul said, put off, put off, put off the conversation, put off the old man, put off that lust, put off that envy, put off that jealousy, take it off. And sometimes we be crying and God help me, help me with this lust, help me with this unforgiveness. And God is like, put it off. It's the decision. Take it off. If you know that this isn't right, if you know this is unpleasing in my eye, we try to kind of, you know, stay in that position by we say I prayed about it. But sometimes we need to stop praying about it and start doing it. Prayer changes things. Prayer is vital. Prayer is needed. But sometimes we need to stop praying and start doing. Paul said, put it off. When are you going to start doing it? You done prayed every prayer. You done cried every tear. When are you going to do your part by putting off and laying aside every heavy weight that besets you and keep you from being sanctified unto God? When are you going to turn up, turn away your plate? When are you going to put down the drink? When are you going to put down the the drugs? When are you going to say no to sex before marriage? When are you going to say no? 
You could pray about it, but when you begin to make the decision and say enough is enough, I want to be sanctified. I want to be holy unto God. I am the, the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm partners with God. I don't want to do this no more. I'm putting off the old man. That's what I used to do before I gave myself to Christ. I used to lie before I gave myself to Christ. I used to be lustful before I gave myself to Christ. That's what I used to do before Christ. I'm not going to be in Christ and still doing what I used to do before him. What's the point? Why did I give my life to Christ if I'm still going to live the same life? Put off the old man. Put off what you used to do before you gave yourself to Christ. Put it off. You prayed. Now God is looking for you to take it off. Take it off. You are capable. You are capable. You have the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. Take it off. Make the decision and take it off. Some of us need to take off some stuff. And only we can admit and humble ourselves and say, Lord, I'm not clean before you. My heart isn't clean. My thought isn't clean. My body isn't clean. I'm drinking this. I'm eating that. I'm doing this. I'm smoking that. I'm not clean, Lord. My heart isn't right. I got unforgiveness. I'm bitter. I'm I'm not right. I need to be clean. And I don't want to pray no more. I'm taking it off. I'm taking off the old man. I'm putting on the new man that I could be in righteousness and true holiness with you because I don't want to miss you. I don't want, I don't want you turning me away saying I didn't know you. I don't want to be given over to a retrobate mind. I want to be holy. I want to be purified. I want to be set apart. I want to be a vessel of honor and not a vessel of dishonor. I want to be good. I want to be used for your good works. I want you to do great, great exploits in me. I want wisdom. I want understanding. I need to be cleansed, Lord. I want to share this scripture with you that I thought was so powerful with this. And I thank God for it. And the book of Isaiah six, I'm going to read a few scriptures. I'm not going to read all of it, but just the beginning portion. So verse one says in the year of King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Now what's powerful is the very first verse of this chapter is powerful. I'm going to read it again. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Something had to die for Isaiah to see the Lord. Isaiah had to be separated for something to be in the presence of God. Verse two, above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings and twine. He covered his face and with twine, he covered his feet and with twine. He did fly And one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts and the earth was full of his glory. Listen to this. Something had had to go. He had to be separated from something to see God. To see God. To know that he is holy. Holy, holy, holy. And then the next verse said, then I, I said, woe is me. 
I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. This is an awesome, awesome, awesome scripture family to convey sanctification. We have to be set apart. We have to be consecrated. We have to be separated from the world. Sometimes God will remove us from people, remove us from places so he can get us alone. But are we willing to let God get us alone? God, this, this says that somebody had to die. Somebody had to go and he saw the Lord. Maybe, just maybe, that the reason why you haven't heard from God and you haven't seen God the way you want to see God because you refuse to let something go. You refuse to let something die. To recognize that God is holy. God is holy and he desires us to be holy. And then to acknowledge that you're not. I'm not clean. It's not okay to do what I'm doing. It's not okay to be saying what I'm saying and living how I'm living. And I know I'm born again in Christ. It's not right. I'm not clean. I'm not holy unto God. I'm not sanctified unto God. We have to come to that. We have to say to ourselves and say to God, I'm not clean and I need to be cleansed. Isaiah said, woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. I'm dirty. I'm dirty. I recognize you're holy. I recognize you're holy, but I'm dirty. And not only I'm dirty, I've been hanging around people that are just as dirty as I am. I'm not changing my conversation. I'm not changing my circle. I'm not changing my company. I'm just doing the same thing I used to do before Christ. But Isaiah said, woe is me. This ain't right. This ain't right. And then the Bible says the minute that Isaiah said, woe is me, I'm undone. I'm not right. I'm not clean. Then the Bible says in verse six, then flew one of the seraphims unto him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon his mouth and said, lo, this hath touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. When we recognize that we need to be separated, when we recognize that God is holy and we is not, when we recognize that we need to be consecrated unto God, we need to acknowledge our sin. We need to acknowledge that God is holy and we are not. We need to acknowledge the company that we keep. We need to be mindful. And when we begin to really have a a repentive heart, a repentive heart concerning our character and our conversation, Then the Holy Spirit can do that perfect work because now your heart is right. Your heart is in the right posture. It's tenderized for the work of the Holy Spirit. It's tenderized because we acknowledge I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Isaiah said, I'm a mess. I got unclean lips and I hang with unclean people. And when we do that and we acknowledge and say, you know what, Lord, I'm not right, but I want to get it right. I believe just as much as the angel went and got a hot coal and touched Isaiah's lips and purified him. I believe that when we get to that point of acknowledging that God is holy 
And that without us being holy, we can't see him. When we acknowledge that, Lord, you're holy and I want to be in your presence. I acknowledge you're holy and I want to be where you are. I want to be in that place called there, Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit will begin to move and he will begin to wash us. Because the word is the water and the Holy Spirit is the water. We will begin to be washed and cleansed and our heart will be tenderized and purified. But we have to come to that place. We have to come to the awareness of our uncleansiness. And we can't be self-righteous because the Bible says even our self-righteousness is as filthy rags. That no matter how clean you think you are, in the presence of God, you're still filthy. That's deep. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. So on our own family, we can't do it. On our best day, we can't do it. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how nice of a person you are. We need to be sanctified by the spirit of God. We need to be washed not only in the blood, but in the word. We need to be renewed in our mind and we need to begin to put off and lay aside every heavy weight that besets us. Because without holiness, neither one of us will see him. We could play games with ourselves, and we could manipulate the scriptures to bring comfort to us if we want to. But the truth is the truth. The word of God will never return unto him void, whether we like it or not. Without holiness, no man shall see God. Without holiness, no man shall see God. We, we play with the scripture and we, we, we look at it for how we want to look at it and perceive it how we want to perceive it to bring comfort to our flesh. But the truth of the matter is the word is the word. And it will not return unto God void. Heaven and earth will pass away before the word of God, family. Heaven and earth will pass away before the word. So we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest about the word of God and what is required of us as new creatures in Christ. What is God requiring of me as he's taking me through this sanctifying process? We can't do it on our own. I can't make myself holy. You can't make yourself holy. But we do play a part in the sanctification process. We play a part. And when we begin to put off and when we begin to set ourselves apart, because not only does God set us apart, we have to make the decision to set ourselves apart. Not only do God consecrate us, but we have to make the decision to consecrate ourselves. Not only does God purify us, but we have to purify ourselves. What we put in our body, what we listen to, what we watch. We have to do our part, family. So I'm encouraged and I'm excited because this is something God is doing amazing things. And he, he's really trying to open up the eyes of his sons and daughters. He, he's really trying to get us to really, really get this thing because he's coming. He coming. And I'm not trying to be left behind. It's, not, it's no joke, family. It's no joke. I'm not doing all of this to be left. I don't want to play games with, with God. I don't want to play games with my walk with God. Either we're going to be sold out or we're going to be, you know, we're we, we just going to be hypocrites and fake. What's the point? 
I'd rather be sold out. I'd rather do my part. I'd rather yield that his will will be done in my life. I'd rather surrender and submit to the Holy Spirit of God that he can sanctify me unto God. That he can work his holiness in my life. That I can see, that I can hear, that I can discern. There are some things that we are looking for God to do and we won't see it until we set ourselves apart. There's some things we're looking for God to do, but we won't see it until we consecrate ourselves. There's some things we want to see God do, but we won't see it until we make the decision to purify ourselves and watch what we listen to and what we put in our mouth and who we're with and what we're doing. When we make the decision to say, no, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. God is holy. Therefore, I'm going to be holy and I'm going to be mindful of what I do to me. What am I doing to myself? We think that we're our own person and I'm living my best life and I can make my own decision. It's my life. YOLO. No, this ain't your life. As a born again believer, this ain't your life. It is not I that live, but Christ that liveth in me is no longer your life. You gave that up when you said, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. You gave that up. But we got to remember that. We can't have God and have our old life too. We can't have both. Jesus said, whoever desires to keep his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake will keep it. This ain't my life no more. This ain't your life no more. And if God is holy and he requires a holy place, what did he tell Moses? Take off your shoes. You are holy ground. I'm holy. I'm holy. You holy. You holy ground. You are holy ground. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, family. You are holy ground. So we need to be mindful what we are putting into this temple. We need to be mindful and consecrate ourselves unto God. We need to be mindful and set ourselves apart from the world that we may be in the presence of God. I pray you've been blessed. I pray this challenges you to go read Isaiah 6. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you as he has ministered to me. Family, I'm not coming to you as I got it. I know it. God is breathing on me. God is cleansing me. God is renewing me day after day after day after day. I'm not coming to you in a position of a judge. I am not pointing no fingers. I'm saying my sister, my brother, we got to get this right. We got to get sanctified unto God. We got to consecrate ourselves. We need to set some things aside. We need to put off the old man. (sighs) I love you. I love you. And I I just want whatever the Holy Spirit shares with me, I share with you. Whatever I learn, I want you to learn. And I come and I give it and I share it to the, uh, the best of my ability, how the Holy Spirit gave me. Because I want us to get this. I want us to live victoriously, family. I want us to live victoriously. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I don't want us living a failed Christian life. I don't want that for neither one of us. 
So I truly pray that you allow this word to not just be a word that you heard, but really let it minister to your heart. Let it minister to you for you to say, Lord, I'm unclean. I'm a man or a woman of unclean lips. Woe is me. And allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do his sanctifying work. Get hungry for the word of God because the word will wash you. The word will renew you. The word will give you a fresh perspective. The word will allow you to see. Be washed in the word. Begin to do what is pleasing in the eyes of God. Begin to do what is pleasing. And how can I be holy? Now you know this is what's making you holy with God. How can I be cleansed? How can I be clean? We got the blood and we got the word. And you can't keep pleading the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. And you ain't got no word in you. You can't do that. They go together. They go together, family. So we have weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. We have the right weapons to live a victorious Christian life. We need to be sanctified unto God. Read his word. Set ourselves apart. Consecrate ourselves. Purify ourselves that we may be one with Christ. I love you and I will continuously keep you up in prayer as I ask you to keep me up in prayer as we journey with God, as we walk this walk. In Jesus' name, amen. Talk to you soon, family.